Well, hello, everybody. I think we need a laugh. We need some levity. Don't you agree? The world's getting way too serious. Things are moving too quickly. It's a rat race. It's crazy out there. However you want to describe it, I think we just need to kind of relax and have some fun today on the Brian Sussman Show podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman. More on me at briansussman.com. My Facebook page, Brian Sussman Show. Daily doses of inspiration at Instagram, Brian Sussman Show. I received this via text. So it's out there. You may have seen this yourself. I will do some editing on the fly as I read this, but this has to do for this has to do with anyone who is uh, say, you know, at least in your 50s or older. At least in your 50s or older. I things are changing so fast as I talked about in the last podcast. Even Elon Musk has acknowledged this. Things are things are changing and they're cha- what what was the quote he used? It's Things are changing fast, weird fast, or something like that. Anyway, it was in the last podcast. This is episode number 194, so that would be episode number 193, which was a barn burner, by the way. Lots of people listened to that last episode, which had to do with people of good faith, people of good conscience, people who are patriots, remaining silent as the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And why do we remain silent? Because, well, the left is so intimidating, they intimidate people into silence. So we went from that to this. Uh, Those of us who are in our 50s or older have seen a lot of change in our lifetime. Uh, My gosh, as you know, uh, my wife and I take care of her father. Her father's 98. I was trying to describe this to my grandkids the other day. Do you realize that your great-grandfather actually lived at a time in which the telephone was just being introduced to the masses? And the telephone back then entailed a box on the wall, and you would pick it up, and you probably wouldn't be the only person on the line. There would be other people on the line as well. It was called a party line. They had no idea. I've told them before about phone booths. We happened upon a phone booth one day, which <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a homeless rest station now. I mean, seriously, what do you, who needs a phone booth? Uh, but I explained to them what that was. And I, I've told them that, you know, our version of a computer back in the day was, was basically a calculator. That was the closest thing you could get to a computer, an electronic calculator. And all of a sudden we had these, these PC devices and the old Apple, uh, the old Apple, what were they, Mac, Apple Macintosh. And, and I told them about when I was first in media, we were literally using teletype machines. And I'm not that old, teletype machines. But things have changed so quickly. And a lot of it's awesome and a lot of it's scary, and a lot of it's just plain weird. So as I read this particular email that came about in my text messages from one of my friends, it says, the best years to be born in the history of the earth were those years in which, you know, if you're, if you're say, like I said, 50 and older, you were probably born at an optimal time 
in Earth's history, at least, well, at least in America. You know, if you were born in the Soviet Union, I have friends who were born there. What a hellhole. And a lot of hellholes around the world. But I guess we're really sticking to uh, America here. But thank God for all the times, the adventures, the wars won, technology developed, etc. So we're, we're really specifically focusing on America here. Generations after future generations will never experience what we did. What a generation. What a generation we turned out to be. Well, I can't really speak for my generation. <laughs> but, but I could speak for my, my father's generation, my wife's father's generation. They were the greatest generation. I mean, these were people in some cases, there were, there were men of that era who fought in three wars. World War I, the Korean War, and World War II. You know, when, when history is finally written about the United States, boy, well, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to make it through this, this message, you know, this, this email, <laughs> because I keep going off. But I figured that would happen. I mean, this, this thing is so provocative, it's just stimulating so many feelings. But you know, when the history of the United States is finally written, for, exa- for example, right now I'm reading A History of the World uh, by a guy whose last name was, was Larned. I think it was Lar- Larned or Larned. Anyway, he wrote this in 1901 it was published. So this is really old, History of the World. And, and you look at these great civilizations. For example, right now, I'm, I'm near the beginning of the book. I'm reading about the Roman Empire. Roman Empire spanned over a thousand years. Eh, it gets a couple pages. He's doing a summary of the history of the world, a couple pages. What's America's summary going to look like? It's, it, could, it could say two things, for sure. They defeated Nazism and therefore, and thereby saved Jewish people from annihilation, and they ended Soviet communism and freed lots of people. But those are, those are two things. Now, spiritually, you could say we advanced uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and spread that message throughout the world, true. And you could also say, hmm, what could you say after World War II that we did so well? Lots of, lots of technology and innovation. But after that, it kind of scares me because I, it makes me wonder or concerns me. It makes me wonder whether or not, you know, what, what is our future? Unless we, unless we turn the ship, what is our future going to be? They were the center of pride. What, what, rarely, what will, what's our future going to be? Anyway, um, here we go. Um, I'm going to talk about this, email a little bit further, and get back on track. <laughs> okay, first, we survived. Again, this is anyone, you know, over 50 or 50 and over. We, we survived being born to mothers who may have smoked and or drank while they were pregnant. For me, check, check. (laughs) They took aspirin, ate blue cheese dressing, tuna from a can, didn't get tested for diabetes. Then after that trauma, we were put to sleep on our tummies in baby cribs. I mean, think about this. You know, our mothers, while we were pregnant, smoking, drinking, aspirin, blue cheese dressing, tuna from a can. I mean, all the things they say you're not supposed to do. We were put to sleep on our tummies in baby cribs. I guess the, the, new, babe, the new mommies never do that with their babies. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 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 
The baby cribs were covered with bright colored lead-based paint, which, which we would gnaw on. <laughs> there were no childproof lids on medicine bottles. There were locks. Uh, there were no locks or on doors or cabinets. We were getting into everything. When we finally got old enough to ride a bike, we, did, we, we, we rode the bike without a helmet. Oh my gosh, I think of the crashes I had when I was a kid. The many, 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 many times over the years I came in with, came home with skinned knees and skinned elbows, and my mother would sit there. She was dressing the wound. She'd have to be picking gravel and, and dirt and, and uh, small rocks out of the cuts. You remember that? Do kids even get scraped, scraped up anymore? For me, it was, it was honestly, I, this is not exact, an, a, week, a weekly occurrence. I've still got scars all over my knees from that stuff. That doesn't happen with kids anymore. I think if moms had their way nowadays, they would wrap their kids up in bubble wrap. Continuing. Um, we, uh, as infants and children, we would ride in cars with no car seats. Oh, gosh. No booster seats, no seat belts. <laughs> okay, let alone airbags. There were no airbags. Bald tires, sometimes no brakes. Oh, my gosh, I can tell you stories about my dad right now. I'm afraid to. Uh, he's, he's dead, he's gone, and uh, God love him. He turned his life around, spiritually speaking, just before he died. So all good. all's good, Dad, right? I mean, drinking and driving with my dad were a regular occurrence with the whole family in the car. Uh, thank God there were never any problems. It's not something I would recommend to anybody, by the way. I'm just saying. I, we, the, all that and no seatbelts. And no, air, no airbags. You could ride in the back of a pickup truck on a warm day, drink water from garden hoses. You could share one soft drink with four friends and no one would ever, ever bat an eye. We were eating cupcakes, white bread, real butter, bacon. We drank Kool-Aid made with Red Knight dye number seven or whatever the deadly dye is now, and real white sugar. And yet, you know something? We weren't overweight. I see lots of chubby kids nowadays. We weren't overweight. Why? Because we were always playing outside. We were on jungle gyms. Nowadays, when I see jungle gyms in these playgrounds, it's nothing like the jungle gyms they had when I was a kid. And by the way, uh, I noticed that at a lot of these parks where they do have some kind of jungle gym type apparatus, the ground is soft. You're, you're on rubberized ground. How about this? We would, we would leave home in the morning. We'd play all day. We wouldn't come back home until nightfall. Now, I realize it's tough to do that today because there are just too many weird people, perverts, immoral people out there. That's how far we've come since then. But, but we were gone all day, and Mom had no way of reaching us. Dad couldn't get us. They didn't know where we were. Remember before the cell phone, what there was? There was the pager. Do you remember that? And before the pager, there was mom or dad yelling for you throughout the neighborhood. But we would spend hours playing war, playing baseball, playing football, playing basketball, playing hide-and-seek, playing on go-karts. Oh, my gosh. Riding, um, <laughs> riding skateboards down big hills. 
Uh, and we learned how to solve problems. Because, and we had common sense. And we started to realize, wait a second, I've crashed one too many times. I don't think this is such a good idea. I do believe in gravity. <laughs> but there were no PlayStations, Nintendo, Xboxes. There were no video games. We didn't have 150 channels on cable. No movie, no, DVD, no DVDs, no CDs back then. We had cassette tapes. <laughs> Before that, we had eight tracks. <laughs> uh, and, and, and we had friends. We had friends. And if we didn't have friends, we would find friends. Back to the email here. We fell out of trees. Oh, my gosh. I remember even my son, who's only in his 30s, do kids do this anymore? This was in a suburb. We lived, you know, in a very nice suburb near San Francisco. There was, I would, this is not an exaggeration. It had to be uh, at least a 150-foot redwood tree. I'm crying. Sam, where are you? Sam! I'm up here. He couldn't have been more than eight and he had to be 75 feet up in that redwood tree. <laughs> yes, occasionally there were broken bones. And yes, occasionally there were lost teeth. But there were no lawsuits. Yes, we would get spankings. Sometimes with, <laughs> sometimes with a wooden spoon or a ping pong paddle or even a bare hand. <laughs> And no one would call child services to report abuse. And then more on the things we ate. I mean, really, we, we ate dirt. It, we, just th the, the unsanitary condition, conditions in which we found ourselves on a regular basis didn't scare us and didn't seem to scare our parents. My mother was a nurse. We were given BB guns. On our 10th birthday, if you were a guy, my wife got a BB gun, I think, on her 10th birthday. <laughs> my wife nowadays, do you realize my wife nowadays, uh, I'm sure she would be, she says this, this isn't me, this is her. When she was, you know, pre-puberty, pre, pre she wanted to be a boy. She thought boys have much more fun. They, they play sports. They are always in competition. I would like to be a boy. So she played with all the boys. There was actually a time where she was wearing a little baseball uniform. She was a big, you know, family was, were Giants fans. She went to a Giants game, the baseball Giants in San Francisco. She went to a Giants game, and on the back of her little uniform, it said, Susie. She went into a restroom, and they said, little boy, please get out of here right now. This is the women's restroom even though on the back of her shirt, it's told her name. She wanted to be a boy so bad. Nowadays, oh, counselors would be in behind parents' backs saying, you know, really, maybe in your innermost heart of hearts, you need to be a boy. We can help you. Can you imagine? This is madness comparing these times in which we live to those times. We rode horses. My, my wife rode a horse bareback. I mean, she'd be gone all day long bareback on her horse. 
We made up games with sticks and tennis balls. And if we actually did accidentally hurt somebody, guess what? We were held accountable. Our parents made sure of that. Little League actually had tryouts. Can you imagine nowadays everybody makes the team in every sport? But back in the days, back in the day, there were tryouts for the teams. There were kids who would participate in a game on game day and they would never play. That would never happen now. I remember that happened to me on a number of occasions and I had a decision to make. Either I'm going to quit or I'm, I'm going to be determined to get better. I chose the latter. I didn't want to quit. I thought, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to start playing. I want to get into the game. We had to learn to deal with disappointment. Imagine that. Not anymore. The idea of a parent bailing us out, if, if we were screwing up in school, if we were slacking and didn't get to play in the game, the parent bailing us out? No, the parent would say, okay, you want to continue playing this game? Listen, you want to get F's forever? Here's what you need to do. You need to start studying. How about, how about kids who get in trouble with the law nowadays and the parents bail them out? No, back in my day, the parents actually sided with the law. You screwed up. You deserve to be punished. And you know, when you think about it, those of us who are in our 50s and older, uh, those generations have produced some of the best risk takers, problem solvers, inventors ever. All of the new innovation, all of the risks. We had freedom. We had failure. We had success. We had responsibility. And, and we learned how to deal with it all. You know, this is interesting because if you were to tell, well, you know what, have your kids listen to this podcast. I'm hoping one, they'll be entertained and two, they'll say, really, dad, mom, you're kidding me. Was it really like that? Yes, kids, it was like that. And I'm probably forgetting most of the stuff, most of the stuff. So now I come to the end of this email and here is the quote of the month by Jay Leno. So if you're in your twenties, you're saying, Jay who? If you're in your thirties, you're saying, oh yeah, the car guy, Jay Leno. <laughs> If you're 40s, 50s, 60s, you're saying, oh, yeah, that hilarious guy that took over The Tonight Show from Johnny Carson. Yeah, that guy. And for those of you who are, you know, in your 30s or 20s right now listening, you're saying, Johnny who? What? Maybe even your 40s. Johnny who? What? Anyway, here's the quote from Jay Leno. With hurricanes, tornadoes, fires out of control, mudslides, flooding, and severe thunderstorms tearing up the country from one end to the other, and with the threat of coronavirus and terrorist attacks, are we sure this is a good time to take God out of the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> good for you, Jay. And one more, one more quote. The main vice of capitalism is the uneven distribution of prosperity. That's true. That is true. In my next podcast, I'm going to tell you about my book proposal. Because my book proposal is about this topic. This, what I'm about to repeat right now. The main vice of capitalism is the uneven distribution of property. The main vice of socialism is the even distribution of misery. You know who said that? Winston Churchill. 
Okay, I think we've done enough damage for one day. Thank you for listening, my friends. BrianSussman.com. Brian Sussman Show on Facebook. Please uh, like, follow. And by the way, I figured out a way to get my posts seen on your Facebook feed. Uh, I don't say anything that's controversial. And it all just gets out there. I've taken the blue pill, I guess, when it comes to Facebook. <laughs> for now. And then for daily doses of inspiration, it's my Instagram feed, Brian Sussman Show. Thanks for listening. God bless you, my friends. Have a great, great weekend.